Almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. Hey everyone, and welcome to this great suds segment where good beer meets really bad radio. This is good old gal Juliana, and joining me today are my co-hosts, good old boy Dave. Hey buddy. Hey buddy. Good old boy Mike. Hey there. Welcome back, <laughs> El Jefe. <laughs> And good old boy, Kendall. It's always a pleasure. Glad to be here. Yay. Kendall and his wife, June, do a beer blog that we'll get find out more about later in the show. Tongue twister there for Julie. Um, today's show is about friends. Okay, I guess I'm the only one that's excited about friends. So that show with uh, Matt LeBlanc and um, Jennifer Dave, Aniston? stop holding my hand and humming the theme song. <laughs> Didn't know that was your hand. Friends. How's that go? <laughs> oh well you know. <laughs> oh brother friends making beer and friends drinking beer and friends and beer in general collaborations are a really big thing in craft beer they are done to support good causes exchange ideas expose small regional breweries to new markets do they hold hands while they're brewing in collaborations I bet they do only some of them do they have to sing the friends theme song as well oh I thought they sing kumbaya <laughs> Man, you're just blowing up my world, dude. I'm thinking about some very interesting videos that could probably go down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but mostly they're done because brewers, of course, like to hang out with other brewers and make beer and drink beer and make more beer and, of course, drink beer. Uh, There are tons of one-off collaborations happening all the time. Uh, Stone probably has more collaboration beers than a lot of breweries have just beer. Uh, but there are also some collaboration series like uh, Sierra Nevada's Beer Camp, which uh, I think is great. Maybe and we covered less. We covered yeah. less. Yeah. Season, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ballast Point has their homework series where they take uh, they partner with home brewers. Yeah, really great series, and um, I think we'll uh, have that on another episode sometime because uh, yes. really some great brewers have uh, really come out of there. Uh, Heavy Seas has their uh, partnerships series, and the brewery has a collaboration series, and they very cleverly named it Collaboration Series. Hmm. Smart. Wow. I wonder what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> what? We're going to have to search that out. Marketing genius. It wow. is. Yeah. Well, recently, New Belgium Brewing Company came out with something that's kind of a new twist to collaborations. Kendall thought this would be a great idea for an episode, and here we are. Oh, wait. So, this is his idea. It's so, if mine. it works really well, he gets to take all the credit, and if it sucks, we get he, to blame Dave. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that how it usually happens? 
So, good old boy Kendall, tell us what the heck we're talking about today. Well, we're talking about New Belgium's, uh, you know, Fat Tire and Friends collaboration, which I got a heads up from. I live right down the street from Tennessee's uh, Be- Beer Ranger for New Belgium. So, he oh, wow. told me this was coming. Beer I, Ranger. I went wow. to the grocery store and I picked up a, a 12 pack or two. I really enjoyed this collaboration. Uh, here's some uh, more information about it from New Belgium's website. It says, coming June 2016, which is a few months ago, but uh, that's okay. Yeah. This uh, beer has been kept in my refrigerator. so uh, Under lock and key. Under lock and key. So it's been cold storage the entire time, so it's nice and fresh. But this year is a very special one for New Belgium, the 25th anniversary. To celebrate this lofty occasion, we're crisscrossing the country to crack open bottles of fat tire with our brewing friends. And then they're crafting open bags of malt and hops to design their own commemorative spin on the old favorite. The result is Fat Tire and Fran- Friends. Fran- what state am I from now? Sound like We're trying to figure friends. that out, sir. Not <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> friends. Banned once again. Well, you know. But anyway, the result is Fat Tire and Friends collaboration pack, an anniversary present to our fans, featuring new spins on Fat Tire from our friends at Fr- Firestone Walker, Avery, Allagash, Rheingeist, and Hopwerp's Urban Brewery, also known as Hub. Plus a couple original fat tires for good measure. So join us in celebrating a quarter century of beer this year and taste your way through the special collaboration pack. So I want to step back for a minute. You said a beer ranger lives near you? Yeah. um, So like a park ranger, but better? Does he have a horse? I haven't seen this horse. Yeah, the uh, well, the, the beer reps for uh, New Belgium are called beer rangers, and there's usually one or two, three in every state. And um, I'm just happy to happy to live down the street from one of them. So I hear about good things coming before uh, a lot of people do. It's pretty cool. It's a nice hookup. Yeah, no doubt. Huh. I wonder if I'd be a pretty cool guy to meet at a party. Hi, I'm a bar- I'm a uh, beer ranger. W- where do you go with that? <laughs> you know, it's like. They don't wear funny hats, though. I don't know what the deal is. See, that that disappoints me. That would make it better if he actually had to dress like a ranger. Absolutely. Yeah. I am here to save the day. I think, you know, that kind of mounty thing kind of going on in my head, you know. So. <laughs> Dudley Do-Right. Yeah. You know. Oh, my gosh. Dudley Brew-Right. Yes. Um, so, here is today's lineup. We have uh, Allagash Fat Funk Ale. Uh, Avery has the Fat Wild Ale. Uh, Hopworks has the Fat Sour Apple Ale. Firestone Walker's Fat Hoppy Ale. Uh, Rheingeist, yay Rheingeist, uh, has the Fat Pale Ale. And, of course, the original New Belgium Fat Tire. Amber Ale. Mm. Sounds like a cool lineup. I think so. I can't wait. So... El Jefe. Oh, yes. Since you're back. Let's see if you still got it. Yeah. Hang on. I need to get my uh, Ranger Mojo on. (laughs) And now, ladies and gentlemen, the moment we've all been waiting for. Are there hand gestures involved with this? Good old boy Mike. Please. There usually are. Do the Suds ratings. You bet. So, we're going to be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. I'm going to be channeling myself actually reading these at altitude since, you know, the New, New Belgium, Belgium at, 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 at altitude. So I'm going to speak this a little higher. So because if you were a little bit higher, you would be speaking at altitude. He does sound high. Yes. So here are those ratings now. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud. 
That was number one. Number two, was that a belch? Number three, ah, what a relief. Can you imagine if this was with helium? (laughs) (laughs) Number four, (laughs) a body should really not make that sound. Uh, I think we could say that about the way you're reading. It's like a bad Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. Number five, listen to that hang time. Give me another Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Great. you. Now we're going to get a letter from Disney. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> At least we can be banned from Disney World now. That was banned. my was, once again was one of my key goals. Wow, that was like <laughs> Julia Child meets a Swiss Alpine skier meets Mickey Mouse from wow. the fifties. Mm. <laughs> and, and we just started drinking too. All right, <laughs> I think you blew okay. out a butt cheek trying to <laughs> talk that high. <laughs> Okay, let's... Uh, oh. So, let's all settle down for a second. Yeah. Glad I was not thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank you for that, El Jefe. Uh, mm, we yeah. appreciate that. You still got it, folks. Thank yes. You. And uh, now, let's get on to the beer. Yes. Good old boy, Dave. Start us off, please. Well, so, obviously, the best place to start is at the beginning. We start at the very beginning. <laughs> All right, you're gonna get cut off. Well, I don't, you're the one with the effects board. I don't mean your mic. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> so, Fat Tire uh, Amber Ale was named for the uh, in honor of the co-founder's trip to uh, bike trip to Europe. Wow, you'd think I could read words that are right in front of me. Negative. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Fat Tire Amber Ale marks a turning point in the young electrical engineers' homebrewing. Belgian beers uh, use a far broader palette of ingredients, fruits, spices, uh, esoteric yeast strength. Man, that is a hard word. Here, I'll uh, hold your hand, Dave, while you say the big You know words. what? That's not going to make this easier. More esoteric yeast strains than German or English styles. Together with co-founder Kim Jordan, our hero, they traveled around sampling their home brews to the public. Fat Tire won fans with its sense of balance, toasty biscuit-like malt flavors, coasting in equal. Who wrote this? E- coasting in equilibrium with hoppy freshness. Fat Tire pairs well with people. Oh, that's like cannibalism, dude. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> so, this show is... I don't know where to go with this This show has absolutely devolved so fast. What's our... Was seven minute mark? That we, we are t- totally at the point word. where you've said the word eat and people all at the same time. You know, it's like... Yeah. How did that come yeah. about in the marketing meeting? Yeah. We want to pair this with people. What yeah. kind of the, sauce do you put with that? Yeah. The preferred <laughs> beer of cannibals. Well, so Kendall's the Cicerone. So, Kendall, <laughs> how would you prepare people to uh, <laughs> serve with fat tire? Oh, I, you would know, you use white people? <laughs> you know, you definitely need to marinate them a long time or else it'd be a little tough. Yeah, I think right. little Latino dudes probably go along pretty well, you know? <laughs> Wouldn't you have to serve Belgians with a Belgian beer? I agree. There you go. Mostly, so, it would be barbecued people from Alabama. That would probably be the perfect pairing once again. <laughs> I don't... Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. You All right. just don't so what know happens, where to go from here. What happens now? Okay. Well, so, we're going to start with the original at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break 
and we'll be right back with our notes. It's not getting any better. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Welcome back, everyone. We are in a really interesting discussion about the Fat Tire and Friends <laughs> collaboration. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, okay. So, the first beer that we're going to be talking about is the New Belgian Fat Tire Ale, which was the original. Um, Dave, your tasting notes, please. So. <laughs> or not. I don't get the people. It's not <laughs> It's not in the nose. Um, so, I, I've, I've always enjoyed uh, Fat Tire. I think as an amber, you know, you're looking for um, sort of a good malt focus, uh, you know, I don't even know what I'm saying here. So, uh, basically, I'm going to say that it's a very uh, easy drinking beer. I like it. I don't love it, but I think it's very good. I will give it a Sudge rating of three. Mm. Good old boy, Mike. Well, uh, my tasting notes here on Fat Tire Amber Ale are pretty simple. I wrote down a little bit sweet, spicy, um... It has what I would describe as a very German yeast profile or German malt profile. Maybe a little bit of combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been a little while since I've had this, you know. Um, and so it was kind of na- uh, nice to taste it with a fresh palate. It reminded me of some of the German breweries that I've been to rather quickly. And so um, uh, I give it a solid three. Good boy, Kendall. To me, I get a lot of bready notes, a lot of biscuit, caramel, toast, and it's so different than the other ambers on the market. So many ambers and reds in the American market are influenced by that British style. Mm-hmm. Some of those British yeast esters, uh, usually more malt forward. This one actually has a nice bitterness, and if you let it warm up, the bitter really starts coming out. But it's well balanced. Those malts are, I think, well done, and I'm getting some of those Belgian yeast esters out of it too for what it is and as unique as it is I, i've always loved fat tire i admit i don't drink it a lot anymore so it was nice like mike said nice to have it again but um just because it does what it does so well it's a four for me i'm gonna echo a bit of what kendall says and i like this a lot too you know it's it's sad because as a beer lover you're always searching for that new beer that great beer right and it's always something new that's in your refrigerator or in your cellar or wherever the heck it is that you keep your beer um, in my belly in right sure that too but like 
this took me back to like the first time that I had it. Yep. And I was blown away by it at the time because I'm like, New Belgium, this is an American brewery. And oh my God, this is like so different. This isn't drinking, you know, the the AB InBevy type of stuff that you would expect for a big American brewery, so to speak. So I was, you know, it just takes me back to that time and like, yeah, man, you know, why don't I drink this more? What the heck is wrong with me? Um, anyways. Can I chime in on that? No. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I know what you mean. I, buy, I still buy a lot of New Belgian beer, but I don't, I haven't bought a six pack of Fat Tire in ages. No, because it's always the La Folie and exactly. all of those other things. And it's like, dude, I need to get down to the basics sometimes. Mm. Anyways, I give this kiddo a four. David, you were always at the basic. <laughs> if I knew what you were saying, I'd probably oh, take offense. So, uh, Kendall and I had uh, this interesting conversation on, off mic, you know, a little bit about some of the early days of um, of New Belgian, and uh, you know, it was kind of a really cool conversation. We were, how did we get into it? You asked me a question, talking about flagships, <clears throat> and it. as a flagship beer, how is this doing? I mean, is it still the same percentage of sales it was ten years ago? Yeah. Some flagships for some breweries aren't doing as well. I imagine this one's still doing okay. So uh, we were kind of talking about those early days of Fat Tire uh, being kind of on the market. And I thought one of the observations that uh, caught my attention was incredible timing. Um, Because it was just at that moment where I think that uh, people were beginning to consider uh, embracing beers beyond Sam Adams. And that even the even the nomenclature of describing you know craft beer was just you know kind of coming into the fold you know just a bit and so i think that uh that is an awful lot of uh what i would contribute a lot of the early success was a great timing having a unique product but having something that that had not been exposed you know to the american palate if they had done it with another style of beer i don't know that it would have you know the same you know net effect i don't know if even part of it might have been that they were chasing some of the same you know style characteristics that were within you know sam uh within the sam adams lager you know um even though this is not even close to you know that product at all but so i really thought you know well a lot of that early success really was attributed to timing but you know, then Kendall was kind of uh, chiming in and, and saying how many other beers, you know, really kind of came in around. Yeah, it, it, but it was unique. I mean, I think Americans were starting to get pale ales and IPAs and really starting to explore other things. And mm-hmm. and even even reds and ambers were usually popular, but this was different. And it, and it really helped it to stand out in the field. Yeah, really great timing. And that really capitalized and, and they... Um, did a great job of not only seizing a tap but multiple taps with the rollouts of a solid pail and definitely ranger uh was Mm. i think really put them on the map that was the first really big hoppy beer that i remember hitting a package i'd had some other hoppy beers on tap but when ranger kind of came out i really thought that was incredible timing to come out with something in such a broad market oh yeah yeah, and then they came out with Shift, and mm. I mean, you know, they've kind of like set the standard to me um, for such diversity. Well, and first brewery that had their own slide, so you know, there yeah. you go. There's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Yes. Let's get to some more beer. Moving on. All right, good old boy, Mike. 
otherwise known as El Jefe. Mm. What one are you going to talk about? Uh, let's see. I'm going to talk about the uh, the Allagash Fat Funk Ale. Is that what I'm covering? Yep. Sure. Okay. Let's see if I can read this better than Dave. You're kind of in charge. <clears throat> uh, for our uh, new Fat Tire and Friends collab collaboration pack. Uh, tricky, see, eh? Thank you. We teamed up with Allagash from Portland, Maine. Who wants the funk? Fat Tire wants the funk. Our New England friends at Allagash brought it, taking back... Taking Fat Tire back to its Belgian roots with a Del Dole House Belgian yeast strain that adds classic pear, banana, and spice to Fat Tire's malty goodness. Then they bottle condition the beer with Brett and for a spicy finish, so get your funk on. A few of the uh, flavor notes they add here is that it is kind of a touch of sourness with light bitterness and slowly builds. So, uh, my own tasting notes on the Allagash Fat Funk Ale are, uh, you know, I didn't think it was very funky, <laughs> was the first thing, and I didn't read any of the tasting notes before, you know, tasting this, so I guess if they were going for a light touch, it's a light touch. Um, it's kind of hoppy, and I actually wrote down the, the word weak, um, you know, for uh, this pack. My sedge rating is going to be a two for this uh, Allagash Fat Funk Ale. Go to Mike Kendall. I'm going to disagree with Mike on a few of those points. Although I do think it is a little low in funk. Um, I, I actually wrote down gentle funk. It's like a funk with training wheels. So it would be like uh, if you heard a Muzak version of a Parliament song? Exactly. Interesting. But for somebody who has never had a funky beer and you know I didn't want to give them a Cantillon or something. I would I would hand them this um, and let them experience some of those you know barn housey flavors that we like to talk about. Um, and it, it's not super complex, but it's there. And um, I think some of my tasting notes are going back to when I first had this beer too. I'm, I, I remember when I first tasted it. I thought it was one of the more unique ones of the collaboration, and I really enjoyed it. To me, it's a four. interesting um i'm gonna kind of meet both of you in the middle i mean when i think of allagash i think of you know funky assaults so yeah this is like a toned down version but you know for somebody that would otherwise be scared of funky beers this is a nice gateway remember this is being sold in grocery stores i know i know and that's so i mean that's you have to put that in perspective, I guess, is is what I'm trying to get at. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's good. Like, obviously, for those of us that know Allagash by itself, you're thinking, oh, this is just not quite what I was expecting. But in the scheme of things, yeah, this is what you should be expecting. Um, so you're getting a little bit of barnyard. To me, the amberness is coming out more. Yeah, you definitely get the that much there, biscuity, <laughs> the biscuity fat tire character is there. Yeah, and yeah. And then there's a few layers on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they did, you know, a good job. I'm going to give this a three. Hey, fidgety. <laughs> it tastes like it's trying to be a craft beer. <laughs> so, as much as you know I dislike agreeing with Mike, I mean... <laughs> Like really, really painful. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of a letdown, um, especially considering how much I do enjoy Allagash. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you take what you get and do what you want with it. And I don't know, maybe somebody likes it. Kendall, Kendall seemed to like it, so he's cool. But he is on hopped up on Sudafed right now, so take his well, words. Remember, I said my tasting salt. notes were inspired by the very first time I tasted as well. So I... Mm. I really dug this beer when I first got it. All right. Well, um, I don't know. I guess I'll give it a, I don't know, two. Well, there's that. There it is. I did it. Okay. I rated an Allagash beer a two. I marked that in the history books. That's weird. Um, good old boy, Kendall. What are you going to talk about? The next one is the Avery Fat Wild Ale. So, for this one from the Collaboration Pack, they teamed up with Avery out of Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I think we all know and enjoy their beers. Yep. So, go wild for fat. Thanks to Boulder's Finest for this unabashedly tropic take on fat tire. Avery took a healthy dose of Britannomyces bruxnellus dre to create a fat tire spin with a sturdy malt backbone, fruity hop aroma, and tropical pineapple layer. Heed the call of the wild fat tire. It's it's definitely tropical. It's a little bit peppery to me. And comparing it to when I'm having it today to when I first had it, it's better today. This is one that sitting in the bottle, I think, benefited Helped. this beer. Because if, if I would have rated this beer that first week of July when I got a couple 12-packs, it was a two. There was just something off about it. Mm-hmm. But sitting in the fridge for a good four or five weeks that's mellowed the flavors changed and um i I think it's a good wild ale not fantastic and i'm kind of saying what dave's just said about the other beer from allagash is for avery this was not really what i was expecting i thought i was going to have a lot more Mm -hmm. uh, of the wild especially you know they've got the brett brooks dre in there it's like i wanted it to be wild yeah and uh, um this one's it's it's good and i think talking about what we talked about with you know the grocery store crowd it's a good exposure to that but it's a three for me i like this one a lot um because of how different it was i mean talk about tropical like i feel like i'm on an island um like i'm also getting i i'm getting somewhat of a hint of like even coconut in there as it's warming up and as it's been warming up i'm getting more and more tropical flavors um but yeah, is it really wild? No. But as a gateway, yeah. And I get it. And I think this would be really interesting for somebody who is just used to drinking Fat Tire on their own. Exactly. You know, you're getting that um, maltiness on the bottom, but I'm sorry, guys. I like it. And I'm giving it a four. Hmm. <laughs> well, um... Okay, there. I'm kind of wondering, Dave. especially since they use Brett on this, like maybe it was a timing issue. Because, and I think what Kendall said kind of makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm sure on a project like this, they give you a certain time frame that you have to get the beer put together, packaged, you know, whatever it is it is. So maybe, you know, maybe like if we held a bottle and, you know, cellared it for a while longer, it'd get even better. Um, I don't know. Um, not totally impressed. I just there's still to me there's something off of the flavor, but I really like the aroma. 
So as far as for smelling, I'd say it's a four. But for drinking, I'd say it's about a two. So I'm going to slice that up and mix it around, create an average, give it a three. (laughs) (laughs) Dave's math is just amazing. So the Avery Fat Wild Ale, uh, my tasting notes on this were... I wrote down that the Brooks was very light. Um, I think a lot of the other uh, uh, beers that have Brooks in them, to me, are invasive. Um, and so um, I think this is a good lesson that not every infected beer is going to have the same measure of you know flavor characteristic. So <clears throat> I think this is almost the lightest Brooks uh, beer I've ever had. Um I wrote down it had kind of a burnt amber, um, you know, uh, taste to it, or I should say burnt sugar. Um, And I actually wrote down, I thought this was kind of borderline moving between an amber ale and a red ale, because to me, I think that's the distinctive flavor characteristic with a red ale is you get a bit more of those burnt burnt sugars, you know, kind of moving on it. Um, I wrote, uh, I gave this a suds rating of three. Wow, we agreed on two beers in a row. My math was better, Dave. Mm. <laughs> you didn't show your work. I, I did not. <laughs> so, Juliana, what uh, beer are you going to discuss? I'm going to talk about an apple. Um, hmm. Sorry. So Is I'm going to talk about a song. <laughs> I think that was a rejected <laughs> jingle from Sesame Street. That's what I think. <laughs> I, I'm just reinventing it, you know? Getting in touch with my inner kid. Okay, that's what it needs. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk about Hopwork's Fat Sour Apple. Hmm. So, for our new Fat Tyrant Friends collaboration pack, we teamed up with Hopwork's Urban Brewery, otherwise known as Hub, from Portland, Oregon. Our heroes at Hub peddled fat tires straight to the apple orchard. This slightly sour homage starts out with a snap of tartness, courtesy of lactobacillus and apple juice, then gets balanced with fat tire-inspired malty sweetness and a slight herbal bitterness. Nice ride, Hub. Um, at first, I didn't like it at all. Um, but as it warmed up... No, no, it was just a little too sharp for me, if that makes any sense. But as it's warmed up, it's softened, um, and the more that I'm drinking it, the the tartiness is... I'm getting really creamy now at the end, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. So talking about the beer, right? Yes, I'm talking about right, the sorry. beer. Um, so, apples with fat tire? I don't know that I'm necessarily a fan. Maybe they're trying to go for a caramel apple-y kind of like, fall treat. I maybe maybe not um but I'm I I dig the idea anyways in in theory and um I'm gonna give it a three Mm. all of that did you show your work in the middle of that wrist you know recitation there of uh going around the block you know 20 times to get to a three yeah (laughs) that was pretty was the aroma like a four (laughs) You know, I mean, how did your math work out on that? Oh, I was taking the So you started with a one because you said you didn't like it off the bat. So. Right. No, I went up. I think she talked herself into it. I think so. No, no, no. <laughs> I went from a one to a five to a three. So there. 
Wait, what? <laughs> That's quite a range. <laughs> there you go. You like that? <laughs> Not really. And on that note, we're going to take a brief break and breathe right back. Baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. Slow as a willow blows Or as fast as the whirlwind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Welcome back everyone We are in the midst of discussing our Fat Tyrant Friends collaboration pack up next is good old boy. Wait, where were we? Oh, I've finished talking about Dave's my... going to talk about the sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> He's busy. I guess so. Um, can you please talk? Give your tasting notes on the Hopworks Fat Sour Apple. Shoot, yeah. Um, a lot of apple. Give you that. Kendall, what do you call a cider and a beer mixed together? A cider and a beer mixed together. Mm. Like a biter? <laughs> That'll work. Call cool. it a biter. Yeah. It's a pretty good biter. Um, it de- it just reminds me like somebody took a apple cider and poured it in a beer and said, here you go, buddy. Mm. Check it out. Um, now, I actually, I really like this. I, I, I think this is probably my favorite one so far. I think the apple really kind of... Um, it, it just adds this other dimension a little bit of sharpness uh that i think kind of cuts through some of the normal sweetness of the beer sharpness and sweetness mm. working together living cats and dogs you know um where was i <laughs> that's a good question that anyway. is the entire question of the dave where is dave <laughs> oh, you are so dumb you are really dumb for real so uh a number yes yes that's what we need here <laughs> back to the math i am going to give this four. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. that is like the that is like the definition of dramatic pause Gosh, <laughs> acting yeah go boy mike what's your take on <clears> this the hopworks fat sour apple my tasting notes on this beer are i wrote down kind of a uh a bitter sourness, uh, kind of hints of plum. Um, I thought it was a little off balance. I thought it was actually uh, too bitter. It reminded me of the apple skins. Um, you know, the skin of the apple was kind of the the element that was kind of coming around in this. Um, I gave this a such rating of three. I, realized, I knew our agreement wouldn't last very I, long. I realized that I've been reading something wrong, you know, here the whole time. Because there were body is here on all our tasting notes. And I thought that we were talking about the type of P 
people body. So they this wrote creamy with. and coating, and the other one said medium body. So I'm like, what? Wait, they're actually giving you like barbecue instructions to go mm. with the body? Is that what this is about? <laughs> I wasn't really quite sure. Are, are we talking about eating people? Again? I don't know. I hey, so. they started it. I'm just reading, you know, what's in front of us. So I'm like, how do you make a creamy body? I don't know. That Fat would be kind of weird. People. Fat tires, I mean, I, people. I would probably get a little creamy with a little hot, you know, a little heat applied. <laughs> okay, I don't ever want to hear you say that again. <laughs> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's okay. a scary visual. Wow. Um, that's an interesting smokes episode. That is. That's the one that, that got is. us knocked off the air. Good old boy, Kendall, help us before we listen again. Quickly. You know, Dave said it tastes like they put apple cider and <clears throat> beer together. I went a step farther and said it tasted like apple cider vinegar to me. Um, it was, I thought, sharp, unbalanced, um, both today and the very first time I cracked open one of these 12-packs. This was my least favorite beer. Mm. I just don't think it worked. Uh, yeah. It was a two. Mm. Yep, I'm getting some of that vinegar now. You mentioned that word, yeah. Interesting. Good old boy, Dave. What so, one would you like to talk about wow. now? We're really going to let him read again. <clears throat> take a chance. So, take a chance. I will be talking about the Firestone Walker Fat Hoppy Ale. Uh, it's uh, uh, for our fat tire and friends thing. We teamed up with Firestone Walker from who? Pat? Paso Robles. Yeah, Paso Robles. That's what I was going to say. Thanks. Uh, a happily hoppified fat tire thanks to our California friends. A lot of hippies in California, I can tell you that. Uh, first, they created an uh, assertive hop presence. <laughs> uh, and then they uh, added a lager. What? A lager yeast to the fat tire recipe. Now, that is very interesting. Uh, the result, a hoppy amber lager version of Fat Tire with an amplified American hop aroma and flavor. Time for you to hop on this fat, too. That is weird. What's that mean? <laughs> hop on this fat? Hop on the bike, dude. Uh, no, I don't think that's what that means. <laughs> Obviously, doing this show is not like riding a bike. <laughs> We missed the marketing meeting out of this. We should obviously. have all. We should have done this episode on bicycles. It mm. probably would have crashed. I'm even thinking sooner. there are a lot of things we could have been on to do this episode. <laughs> Bright golden. So yeah, okay. I'm not gonna read all that. So uh, so let's just keep this party moving. Um, I like this one. It's very hoppy, like I said. But I think that lager yeast really kind of creates like a. a kind of a clean crispness to it too as well um reminds me a little bit of uh no it doesn't remind me of that never mind uh let's forget i said that <laughs> cut that part out uh, anyways i think uh this is a very good one it would be my second favorite uh after the sour apple and i usually don't like stuff that's um this hop well i like hoppy beers but this one's a little yeah, okay, maybe I do like it. Um, as far as hoppy lagers go, I'd say this is pretty dang good, so I'm going to give it a three. Hmm. Was, was that awkward? Did that come across? The it whole felt thing, awkward. Everything you said felt okay. awkward. Uh, yeah, it, that's how it felt to me, too. That's weird. 
So the uh, Firestone Walker Fat Hoppy Ale, my tasting notes on this, I wrote down it is a signature Firestone Walker Union Jack hop profile. It is. It is like dead on. I it, We don't have one here to taste side by side, but that is exactly where I think a lot of this uh, is almost the same. I thought it's a, it's a tad sweet. Um, I got a little bit more uh, burnt sugar, you know, kind of on, on this as well. What's up with um, you and burnt sugar today? Uh, well, you know, some of these, uh, it wasn't just a matter of sweetness. I was tasting, you know, some, uh, you know, uh, where the sugar is kind of, uh, it's been burnt. That's <laughs> real sophisticated. Okay. My Sud's rating for Firestone Walker Fat Hoppy Ale is a three. Go to White Kendall. What would you think of this beer? I'm uh, way off these guys today. And I, I'll tell you why. This is the very first time You're I tasted this beer. You're challenged by the math. That's it. Yeah. The very first time I tasted this beer. And even today, this is, to me, the best beer of the collaboration. Um, not just for the flavor. It This has both the DNA of Fat Tire. It has that biscuity, caramelly flavor. A little said, bit of sweetness. You said DNA. It's back to people again. And <laughs> it's weird. But it also has, as Mike mentioned, it's got that Firestone Walker bitter, resiny yeah. hop signature thumbprint all over it. And to me, this is the best marriage of this is a fat tire with a Firestone Walker hot profile. And, I agree. And it is a great collaboration and i really enjoyed this beer i was it was usually the first two bottles to go when i got a 12 pack yeah. and uh it's a five for me it was great hmm. kendall comes out swinging on the fat hoppy <laughs> i don't know what that means um yeah this was really interesting i mean i could really taste the lagering effect of it um, which to me, I think even brought out the biscuitiness even more. It did. If it, if that's possible it was to do. so clean. It really was. You know, like I, I, and it reminded me of Shift in a way. Like Shift is one of my absolute favorites from New Belgium. Like, you know, an everyday drinking kind mm. of beer. That's, that's a really good one. I, I mean, cause I love the hoppiness with the lager. Then you add in the provenance of what Firestone Walker is, is known for with their hop profile. Add it in with now like an even maltier base. I mean, this is a win-win. There's great. just, there's, there's no doubt about it. This is a win-win and very, very enjoyable. And, for people that were looking for a hoppy beer in their six pack, they certainly got it. They did. They really did. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is. But it makes you appreciate the malt background even more. Like I almost wish some other people, some other breweries could take note of this and say, look, you know, for your IPAs, you can add just a little bit more malt. It'll be okay. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I give this a four. Okay. Well, you got one left. Finish this up, Captain. You can do it. Good old boy, Mike. Oh, I'm can doing. Can talk the, about the last one? <clears throat> Ryan Guy's Fat Pale Ale. On our Fat Tire and Friends Club Buration Pack, we teamed up with Ryan Guy's Brewing from Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. Fat Tire to the XP and the A. The innovative folks at Ryan Guy's went all new style on Fat Tire. The result is a Belgian style XPA. A combination of fruity Belgian yeast, bready sweet European and Colorado malts, and a healthy dose of fruity Ven- Venice hops. Whew. 
perfect for hopheads, wine lovers, beer fanatics, and even whiskey quaffers. Pairs well with a medium body to heavy body. Quaffer. <laughs> Quaffer. Mark, we're channeling you. My own tasting Waffle. notes here on Ryan Guy's Fat Pale Ale. I wrote down this had a pleasing malt backbone. Um, I just thought it was a dead-on pale ale. It was really, really good. Um, some of the fruit characteristics uh, I thought were really coming through. I first wrote now a mango. Then I turned to Kendall and I said, name some other fruit in the mango family. And we were thinking star fruit, papaya, is probably the other thing I got off this. Um, you guys were playing name that fruit and you didn't invite me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was too much fun. I'm certain why that was yes. not including Dave in that conversation. My Sedge rating for Ryan Guy's Fat Pale Ale is a three. Good old boy, Kendall. What did you think of this beer? I enjoyed this beer. Um, it was also one of my tops. I think it was right behind um, Firestone Walkers for me. I think maybe it's just that to see what you can do with hops in a fat tire is really interesting i think this is another one where it was a great collaboration i taste the the new belgian fat tire but i also taste what rheingeist can do with some of their yeast and hops and i, I love the rheingeist beers they make some really great stuff yeah, up there do. in cincinnati yes and it was a true collaboration. I could taste the, the you know, like I said, the signatures of both of those breweries in this beer. Uh, nice, biscuity, malty backbone. Um, got some of those Belgian yeast esters in there, but yet the hops, a lot of citrus and tropical fruits, like Mike said, the mango, papaya, but even some of the pininess. Um, just, it's a fantastic pale ale with a nice, solid malt backbone, which a lot of the industry is getting away from, but it works. In your suds rating. It's a four. I'm going to echo what a lot of you guys said. I echo, mean, echo, echo, echo. <laughs> yeah. Dave is an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you talking about Dave's that echo? Dave's an idiot. Dave's an idiot. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, I have been. A f- this was one that I was really looking forward to because I love Ryan Guy Spears. I like how they kind of blend. East Coast and West Coastiness in their hot profile with their Is with that their a real word coastiness. Yeah, <laughs> dude, she can add ness to the end of anything. New and word added to the substance mugs lexicon number forty two by good old Gail Juliana. Coastiness, coastiness, the art of being on the coast, <laughs> but in the middle. <laughs> no, but it's. It is. It's a combination of, of both coasts, and that's what I love about Ryan Geist beers in general. Their pale ale is like one of my favorites. Um, so you combine that with the malt profile from the fat tire, and it's a great, great, great combination. Yeah. Um, I got like a decent amount of like carmeliness with um, with those with those interesting fruity fruits. <laughs> That you would not normally get in a pale ale. Did she just say fruity fruit? (laughs) She just said interesting fruit. Have you ever met a non-interesting fruit? Yes. (laughs) Well, there was this one time. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just bad for days. What's that that theme song sound like? And non-interesting fruit. (laughs) Here I come to save the day. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But when a higher pitch voice. Please, folks, there's a matinee after this. <laughs> yeah, just clench a little more. Um, <laughs> wow. Don't, don't blow a valve, though. 
Now we're really off the track. Oh, yeah. We are. What are we talking about? Um, Dude, we're talking about a fruity pale ale. <laughs> Uninteresting fruits and coastiness. No, overall, I think this was another very well done collaboration. And, you know, cheers to New Belgium for reaching out to, to Rheingeist. Um, I really enjoyed it and I gave it a four. Uh, uh, Good old boy Dave, what'd you think of this? Hell, how do I follow that, dude? Um, yet I will try. Uh, I'm a big fan of Ryan Geist, uh, like these other folks here. Uh, I think their their stuff's pretty amazing, and uh, I agree with Kendall. I think uh, adding hops was a really uh, great way to to really change. Uh, fat tire and and uh and show some of the different um avenues you could take with it i i'm a big fan of it so i think this one was definitely one of the better ones as well uh great job everyone i'm going to give it a four well overall i think this was a really good good pack episode yeah, and a really good collaboration <clears throat> a very good pack and a, you know a very interesting approach of, of all the collaborations that have been out there this was one of my favorites because it really yeah. did feature a core beer which was nice you every you could compare everything back to fat tire and then they let every brewery take their you know turn and spin with it and uh, it was unique yeah yeah and they went all over the place which it with with it which i thought was really cool as well wow Everyone, I think that was a really good episode, and we're going to wrap up for today's Suds episode. We hope you enjoy. Are we going to wrap up the body? We're going to wrap up the body. <laughs> Tie it up for That's later. what the rug and is bacon. for. Yeah, that's oh. why we got that special rug in the corner. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes online, as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sips, Suds, Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day. Our handle on Twitter is at sipsudsmoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It's a big help to us, and we get to see that feedback as well. Kendall, why don't you tell us about your beer blog and where to find it? Uh, my beautiful wife and I share the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. Also, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Well, I'd like to thank all of our co-hosts for joining us today on this really cool collaboration event. Good old boy, Dave. Hey, email me a beer at Leave the cork in at sipsudsmokes.com. Good old boy, Mike. Hey, this is good old boy, Mike. You can reach me online at info at sipsudsmokes.com. I hope you'll come back, listen to us again. I will ask you to keep on sipping. And good old boy, Kendall. Hey, Kendall here. You can reach me at Kendall at sipsudsmokes.com and always drink good beer. And Thanks, everyone, for listening to us today. I am a good old gal, Juliana, otherwise known as Audio Kitty, at Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Keep on chuggling, guys. (laughs) 
This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs>